Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to episode three of Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. I'm John Croyder, hosting this week for Ben Pollock, who's not in for this week's episode. But joining me as normal is uh, Tom Logan and we've got Rosie Harrison as well. Hi guys. Hey, G'day Johnny. So we've got plenty of stuff happening around the club as we prepare to face the Warriors. So let's kick things off by going around the horn. First bit of team news, the team just dropped in Jared Croker is in the side back in um, that left centre position. How big of a boost is that, Tom? That's massive. I can't wait. It's going to be great to have the captain back. Uh, but full credit to Sebastian Chris. I thought he was outstanding in the first two rounds. Uh, he did not – I don't think he did anything wrong. And he, he was unlucky not to score in the first game and he made up for it by scoring in the second game. But nevertheless, we know how good Jared Croker is and what a quality player he is. And uh, it's going to be great to have him back and hopefully a, a packed house on Saturday afternoon. Very different st- – Types of centers as well. Sebastian, very strong, strong runner. Um, he did. He said he didn't do anything wrong, but Jared just brings that calmness, that leadership, and he's also. We know he's the best kick chaser on the planet, but we also know that his his catch passing is second to none as well. Yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing. I think it's people often forget that Jared's got quite a lot of skill for a center, and uh, his his link up with rapper. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be great to see. And just in time for CRRL round as well, Rosie. Um, Canberra Region Rugby League is the game day sponsored this week and the, the new local season about to start. Yeah, it's a very exciting weekend. We've also got um, Monero playing, the Monero men playing in the final this week of the country championships. Um, the women lost in the semi-final, unfortunately. But yeah, this weekend on Saturday is our season launch. So we've got a few activities happening. Um, halftime, there'll be some junior clubs doing their relay race um, and then yeah we've got our season launch so we've got a few guest speakers coming along the season starts um, in a couple of weeks time which is very exciting um, all the clubs are back this um, year which is really pleasing because a few dropped out because um, of COVID last year but they're all back and ready to go um, which is really pleasing to see. Yeah really um, good to see all these teams coming back and also, that Monero side, I believe a, a certain Terry Campisi uh, running around, still playing, oh, uh, leading the side in the halves and, and coaching them too. Is that right? Yeah, he is. He is. He's uh, running around. He's um, goal kicking as well. And um, yeah, leading the team around well. And yeah, they're through to the final this week. So really good to see. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, also, big news, um, Charles Nikoklukstar, 50 Raiders games this week as well. Um, we came over in 2019 from New Zealand. Not many people knew about him, but Tom, he's done a great job since um, putting on the Raiders jersey. Oh, he's been he's been unbelievable. What a signing he's been for us. Uh, really part of that key sort of that push from when we having not made the finals in 2018 to then making the grand final in 2019. He's been crucial to that. Uh, fittingly, his 50th club game is against the Warriors. So and what a matchup, you know, going up against his his old mentor Roger Tuivasa-Shek. So oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I had a bit of a chat with um, assistant coach Andrew McFadden. He actually recruited Chance from Melbourne when he was at the Warriors. So he said some positive things. So uh, keep an eye out on raiders.com.au for, for that story a little bit later this week. Um, but let's get into the match Raiders against the Sharks. 
Round two saw the Canberra Raiders defeat the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks uh, 12-10 over at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. Tom, you're at the game. First of all, tell us what the conditions were like because uh, it didn't look great from uh, the TV. Yeah, it's sort of, and I think it really sort of started raining uh, right on kickoff. Before that, it was obviously very wet and the ground was quite soaked, but uh, it wasn't until the game kicked off then it really sort of drizzled down for the majority of the game. And I'll tell you what, uh, that game was probably not good for my heart. Um, that was a bit of a, um, you should have put a heart rate on me in those last 10 minutes. It was going all over the shop, but nevertheless, uh, a gritty 12-10 win. And at the end of the day, we're probably going to look back on that game as a big sort of result for the green machine. Rosie, it was um, that first half was an absolute clinic. I guess at that going to half time, we didn't think it would be as close as it ended up being. Yeah, it was. That first half was really good from the team. But yeah, fell away a bit in the second half, but just good that they had the ability to hold on and hold out the Sharks and um, yeah, come away with the two points. One of the things that really impressed me was just Joe Tarpanay, just the way his first stint on the field. He was just, um, like, the way he runs it just from every single run he had reminded me of that try against the Roosters in oh, that um what a try in that elimination final it felt like um it was a real threat of happening nearly every time he had the ball he's he he looks so he's got that presence when he's on the field he's so unbelievably destructive with the ball that I, I don't think other teams really have much of an answer for him. He, If you go back to that try in round one, which Jordan Rapiner scored, I think Tarpanet probably danced through almost their entire right edge and before offloading it to Rapper. And he had that same – he was playing that way as well in his first in against the Sharks. And uh, it, I think that really laid the platform for us going into that halftime lead. Hudson Young as well, um, a really strong – Strong game from him and uh, good to see him in the team this week after um, having that little bit of a knock towards the end of the game. But he's, um, I feel like we've talked about him every week so far, but he just keeps impressing. Yeah, he's really made that um, left spot uh, his own. Like he's come in and he's done a great job. His defence is great and his attack and, yeah, the ability to offload. And, yeah, we've seen him play really well the last few weeks. I thought that his try that he scored, it was almost identical to the one that they scored in the trial match against the Roosters. I think Hodjo sort of got that quick play of the ball and then, you know, Huddy was right up there supporting him and he just seemed to be too strong for the Sharks' defence to handle and ended up scoring. Speaking of things that Hudson Young is identical to, Ryan Sutton. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's not identical to, just um, a few times. A one few of the polar bears. <laughs> yeah, one of the polar bears. Ryan Sutton. Having him and Ryan James as coming, coming onto the field, the two Ryans making such an impact, how, how big of a boost is that? Oh, it must be frightening for opposition players when, you know, just when you think you've weathered the storm of Josh Papali and Dynamis Louis going off the field, you know, you see Ryan James, Ryan Sutton, see a Soliola coming on, you just must be thinking, oh gosh, you know, it's just one quality forward after another and our forward depth at the moment, or just our depth in general is just unbelievable and it's great to have because we've got players pushing for positions and no one is safe in the team. Yeah, they just bring that experience as well, like the mm. ability to come on the field and, yeah, really lead the team around. Goal kicking was a big talking point at the end of the game from the Sharks' perspective. They talked a lot about um, Chad Townsend's uh, – he missed a couple of kicks towards the end and thankfully missed that one right on full time. But I think on the other side, you've got to look at George Williams's goal kicking. He hasn't done much of it before. He practised all pre-season because he knew that there was going to be an opportunity for him to be kicking and he, he's delivered in spades. Or, yeah, great job, Georgie. Uh, I think that that really helps having that extra quality kicker at the club. You know, there were a few 
I think, concerns raised from fans when Croker was out injured as to, you know, who would be taking the reins on the goal kicking. But uh, credit to the coaching staff here. They've worked really hard with a number of players over the preseason uh, in, in practising their goal kicking. And obviously, George had taken the reins in Jared's absence and he's done a sensational job. But it's obviously, it's great to have Jared back in the team now. And just looking at um, that second half where we were doing a lot of defence and we managed to hold on, a great two points to be able to walk away with. Where do you guys think we need to just be that little bit better going into that game against uh, the Warriors? Yeah, I think just um, keep the foot on the pedal and keep going. Like we had all that attack in the first half against the Sharks and um, yeah, we just need to keep keep attacking and keep completing the sets and um, yeah, I think minimising errors as well and I think that'll go a long way to winning against the Warriors. Yeah, I think Rosie's 100% spot on. Just, you know, keep it simple and try and keep the errors to a minimum. And at the end of the day, I think we're, we're going to be a very, very hard side to stop. Absolutely. I think when we're patient, um, we really reap the rewards. So um, it was great to get the two points, two from two so far. And um, we'll uh, preview the game against the Warriors in a little bit with our special guest, Curtis Scott, just after this little break. And welcome back to Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. Our special guest with us today is Raider Centre Curtis Scott. Curtis, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, mate. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, as we all know, it was a bit of a tough year for you last year, but you're back on the field and playing some pretty good f- footy as well. Uh, how are you feeling out there? Uh, yeah, mate, feeling good. Um, obviously, it was a pretty hard pre-season, uh, this, uh, pre-season, so I had a lot of things to focus on and work on, so I just managed to do that in the in the off-season and hopefully um, show that in the field this year. Mate, you're obviously um, a, a shy boy growing up and obviously last weekend we played against the Sharks. I believe you're from the, the small town of Mainbar, if that's correct, and if so, mate, you, what was that like growing up? Um, yeah, a little town called Mainbar. I lived down there with mum, my brother and sister. Um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad growing up down there, mate. Um, just a small little town, really not too much happening, so yeah, it was quiet and good fun. Obviously, you beat uh, one of your former clubs last week in the Sharks. Were you a Sharks, Sharks fan growing up, or was there another team that you followed? Um, no, nah, I wasn't a Sharks fan. Um, their early days weren't the best. I used to go for the Bulldogs back in the day, mate. Um, till this day, I don't know why. I think it was maybe um, the colour blue. I just liked the colour blue and picked them. But then again, Cronulla's blue as well, so um, <laughs> Bulldogs got the got the win there. Did you have any favourite players that you especially looked up to from some of the Bulldogs in the early 2000s? Um, I used to like, love Darren Lockyer. Um, I kind of like the forwards and stuff back in the day, like um, Cole Webb. I used to like watching him play, especially when Origin come around and stuff like that. Um, who else is there? Uh, like Gordon Tallis and all. I, I know. Yeah. I, I like watching the aggressive side of the uh, side of the game. So um, yeah, the, the other people I looked up to Does that have a bit of an influence on your style as well because you. You play pretty aggressive brand of footy. You'd like doing those dirty carries and that as well. Um, did that kind of influence the way you play your game? I don't know. I think it was just kind of the way I was brought up, I think. Um, I had an older brother always giving it to me all the time, so <laughs> um, I, I couldn't really shy away from doing the hard stuff. Um, and if I did, he would always bring me back down to ground level. So, um, I don't know, it's just the, the nature. When I'm on the field, I just like, like to play aggressive nature of footy and I think when I'm doing that, when I'm playing my best footy, it's when I'm being aggressive, so... One thing I've noticed um, that you do out on the training paddock is after the sessions you stay behind and do a little bit extra with assistant coach Brett White. I've noticed you're doing a few sort of hit-ups and running at him when he's got the pads on. Is that something that 
you guys have been working on throughout the preseason? And if so, you know, what sort of the inspiration behind that? Um, I think it's just getting the mindset of running hard and, you know, getting the bumpers up and trying to, you know, get a quick play the ball for the next person that's going to take a carry. So, I don't know, I just do that after, you know, Captain John or um, nearly every session just to, you know, get in the mindset of running hard and trying to, you know, get that fast play the ball for the next uh, person. Second year at the club. I know you've spoken about how last year is quite difficult moving to a new city and then having those COVID, that COVID bubble, those restrictions. Feeling more settled and exploring more of the city now? Yeah, certainly, mate. Um, obviously, last year coming to the club and there was a few little hiccups along the way. But, um, yeah, going into this season, it's been much easier. Um, you know, just building relationships with players and staff. We're allowed out and about now and you know, getting out there with the teammates. And I think um, having a good relationship with the teammates it really shows in the field. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can showcase that this year. And a bit, bit of fishing with Jack as well during the off-season. Um, you've been... I think it was when you first moved to the club, you you caught this absolute massive shark as well. Like, so yeah. you obviously love getting out, getting out near the near the water. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I grew up in Maine Bar. It was pretty small, and there wasn't too much to do apart from go fishing and you know, hang out with your mates and stuff like that. So, yeah, coming to Canberra, um, you know, me and Jacko are pretty close mates, and he loves his fishing as well. So, um, every chance we get, we usually try and get a line wet and get out and about and try and catch some fish. I've noticed that during the, I think it was probably towards the end of last year, you uh, got a little new friend in in your home with your your new, uh, I think it's an American bulldog, Bronx, and now's your chance to give him a, his Instagram a bit of a plug, mate. How's that going? Yeah, no, nah, he's good. Um, you know, he's keeping me busy, that's for sure. Um, you know, I get to um, sometimes not much to do down in Canberra apart from training that, so I've got a little dog to you know keep me company and you know keep me on my toes at home. So no, nah, he's he's been good. Um, you know. Love him, he's, he's my little mate and yeah, nah, he's good. <laughs> now, um, talk us through your game day routine. Everyone has a few different um, superstitions or quirks that they have on game day. Do you have anything? Um, I'm not too... I, I used to think about that like a lot when I was a little bit younger. I used to you know, eat at certain times. Now I'm um, getting a little bit older now. I'm really not too worried about you know what I eat and, and stuff like I have. Similar like foods and stuff like that, like pasta before games and stuff like that. But um, I'm just trying to stay relaxed and um, you know just hope, hope uh, the time doesn't go so slow. It's sometimes game day drags on a bit to your play, so um, yeah, just kind of relax and you know go for a walk with my dog in the mornings now. And um, yeah, that's about it, mate. I've got no real superstitions or anything like that. Well, we're playing the New Zealand Warriors at 3pm at GIO Stadium this Saturday. Uh, it'd be great to have another Viking clap. It was pretty good last time around. Um, the Warriors, they're such a, an aggressive team. They started the season pretty well. Had a pretty um, narrow loss against the Knights last weekend. But, Curtis, has there been anything that you're particularly focusing on about going into a game against the Warriors? Um, I haven't really seen too much of them. Um, you know, they had a few good... Uh, good buys over the off season with uh, Fanua Blake and um, you know there's a few more in there and um, yeah I, I know they you know they have got a new coach this year and um, I'm sure they'll be looking at coming down to Canberra and getting the win. Um, it's going to be one of them games where we have to turn up with the right attitude and play well. Um, Tom, for us, um, team list has been named and uh, Jared Croker's back as well. Um, how big of an in is that? Yeah, it's massive. It'll be great to have Toots back uh, in the team. 
Um, hopefully, I, I don't know, I think he'll probably take over the goal-kicking duties from George, but George has done an awesome job and um, it's just going to be a bit of an extra morale boost having Croaks back in the side, but I'm looking forward to it. Because like Sebastian obviously did a really good job in, in the centres, but having Jared back just adds that extra little bit of leadership to the team as well. Yeah, no, it's the first I've heard from it. Um, so yeah, it'll be um, yeah, good, good, good in. Um, everyone know what Croaks brings to the side, and um, you know, I'm sure he'll be excited to get out there and you know play his best footy. And also for that um, that right edge Hudson, he's been uh, named, so he should be all right as well. How big of a boost is that? Yeah, um, Hutto started the season on fire and, um, you know, we're still trying to build combinations out on, there on that right side. So, um, yeah, no, he's been playing really well and uh, he's a you know, critical player on that right side for us. Um, Curtis just mentioned Fenua Blake before. Um, Fenua Blake and um, Josh Papaletti, how big of a matchup's that? Yeah, that's a massive one. Uh, the Warriors, I look at their side and uh, as a fan, they have quite a damaging uh, and destructive forward pack. So I think that's going to be a really tasty matchup. Papa and uh, Adam Fenua Blake, they're probably two two of the best props in the game. And I know um, a lot of the fans will remember Fenua Blake because he, he rolled up our members and fans uh, last time. Uh, I think Manly came here in 2019. And uh, when the full-time sign went, I remember he did the whole, you know, crying sort of gesture to the crowd. So um, no doubt our fans will be... There to absolutely give it to him and feed him uh, on the weekend, but it'll be it'll be a great matchup seeing Papa and Adam go at it. Yeah, one of the matchups I'm really looking forward to seeing is um, Joe Tarpane up against Tohu Harris. Um, both New Zealand internationals. Harris just a really consistent player, great defence. But Tarpane, I know what it looked like on TV for me. Like he just seemed to be able to glide his way through the line. Like how big of a how big of a player has Taps been for for you guys over the last year? Yeah, no, he's been unreal. Um, you know, he uh, was our captain in the uh, the Maldives Maldives game, so that just shows. Um, you know, he's building into a into a leader the, uh, this year and and last year, and uh, he's playing uh, playing out of his skin out in the field. Um, you know, he's really hard to handle, and you know, he's a big body through the middle, and you know, he's been a vital part of the Canberra side, and he's been playing unreal this year. You're up against uh, Adam Pompey as well. I know it's only early in the week, so you probably do your video as the week goes on and everything like that. But is there anything that you're focusing on in particular? Um, kind of just yeah, focusing on on us at the moment, mate. Um, I haven't really looked too much into the Warriors just yet, but um, you know we're not too worried about kind of the other side of it. We, we focus on our job and do what we need to do. Um, you know, we're a really hard team to you know play against. Alrighty, so it's time for our podcast predictions. Last week, uh, Bailey Simonson, no luck with uh, Jack White with a try, Hodge, Josh Hodgson with a 40-20. I said George Williams was going to get three try assists. We got two tries in the game, so that was a no-go. But Ben got Hudson Young for a try, so he's on one point. Yeah, that was it's easy pr- from him. He yeah, wasn't that fearless, but we'll give it to him anyway. So that's the first uh, point for the year. So, Curtis, what do you got for us, mate? Um, I'm going to go with... Chance to score a try. Um, I'm going to go taps. Spoke about earlier. Try scorer. They're, they're my two predictions, mate. Kiwi double. I yeah. like it. Maori double too. Love it. What about you, Tommy? Yeah, I'm going to go the easy route here. Well, I hope it's the easy route, but I've just got a feeling that Croaks, on his return, back in front of a pretty packed home crowd, I've got a feeling he's going to score, and I'm going to... Bit of an extra incentive. I don't reckon he's going to miss a kick all game either. Well, I like it. That's pretty good. I'm going to back our guest here, Curtis. I'm going to give him a try and a try and assist. I, he 
you've been pretty close the last couple of weeks. So I reckon I reckon you're going to get you've, get a try and a try assist. So we'll see how we go. Thanks, uh, mate. <laughs> cheers, mate. Well, that's all we've got time for in this week's episode of Behind the Limelight. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>